Hey kids, it is me, your dude, Icy Robots. We are back for another super exciting, super fun episode of World Famous. This time out, we're going to open some cards. We're going to do a top five about sports. It is going to be great. But until we get to that greatness, Grandmaster Grandpa, kick that beat. Okay, Icy Robot. Let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is world's famous with IC robot. Hey, this is me, IC robot. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. I guess welcome to the start of the show. It was it was Father's Day this past weekend. It was this for me, and I'm sure it was this for uh, a lot of you guys. Fathers Father's Day has changed over over the years for me. At first, you know, it's like your guy IC robots is a new dad, and we're doing all kinds of like fun new dad stuff. And then then it kind of gets like a little bit tiring, you know. And now. And now the kid is out on the road doing her own thing, so we just kind of, we just kind of like meet up for like a lunch or a dinner or even like a breakfast or whatever. This, this time out, we met up for lunch. We went to uh, In and Out. I don't, I don't eat a lot of like In and Out. I love it. I do love it. I could go, I could go hog wild in there, but I try, I try to keep it on the low and not go too often because you know it's bad for your health. And your guy, your guy, Icy Robots is big, big on the health tip. So uh, we went, we went there. I had a burger, and then we went to, we went to a local arcade known as Scandia. Scandia is over, over in Rodent Parts. Shout out to a uh, Joe Nobody, number one citizen of Rodent Parts, or Katati, more accurately. But a uh, big shout out to him representing Rodent, rodent Parts. But. We were over in the RP, and we did that. We went to Scandia. Scandia is a nice, nice little local arcade. They got like mostly redemption games and rhythm games and stuff. Those, those kind of things are, are what's popular with the kids nowadays. They don't have a lot in the line of like fighting games. When I, when I go to the arcade, I, I want to play like a Street Fighter or, or something of that sort. But they, they don't have anything like that. They do have a couple nice retro cades. One of them. One of them had a bunch of games I've never I've never played before. One of them is I think called Splatterhouse, and there was like there was like a game where there were balloons, and the balloons would come down and try to grab grab up your king and fly him off into space, and you would have to you would have to shoot the balloons before before they can get away with the king. I don't I don't know what that was, and I don't think I've ever played it before, but I did a couple rounds of that, and then we went and I did the batting cages. I. I love batting cages. I think it's so fun to just pay your dollar fifty or whatever and have some machine throw you like twenty pitches right right down the middle of the uh, strike zone. I didn't I didn't do that great. I didn't I didn't like miss them or anything. I I connected on almost everything I swung at, but I didn't drive any long dingers or anything. I hit what might have been like a couple doubles, maybe like a few line drive singles, but I was really really trying to like rope one like off into the stratosphere and I, I failed in that regard. I my bat was a little slow. It's kinda hard to go from like zero speed, like you're just like you're eating hamburgers and then the next second you're you're like whipping your torso through the air. Like like super quickly, cause like swinging a bat is hard. I'm not gonna lie, swinging a bat is is fairly hard on uh, your core. Not like one or two swings, but when you're doing like 60 swings, I did I did a few rounds, you know. When you're doing like 60 swings, it, it does get sore. My my abs are are kind of aching on one side, as it was with my abs. My nine pack abs. I have like an eight pack and then like one big one that goes across the top. It makes it makes nine. Nine super hard washboard abs. My my washboard abs are aching a little bit, but I'll be fine. Don't 
don't worry about me. We did we did have a good time. We we talked about movies mostly. The kid is really on this Spider-Verse tip right now. She told me that she has seen Spider-Verse a total of six times in the theater and that that this might be her favorite movie of all the times in space. It's not a bad choice. It's a fun movie. It's really, really wild. I enjoyed it quite a bit. It was kind of kind of exhausting on my old eyeballs. I was I was kind of dying by the end because there is so much going on, so much crazy animation, but it's it's definitely a cool film, definitely a piece of art. Like she told me that right now her favorite character is Spider-Man 2099. He's he's one of the guys in there. And if you would have told a young Icy Robots back in 1991 when he was just getting out of high school and he was like hanging around the comic store all the time, being like a hardcore advocate for interesting, cool comic books. If you would have told this guy that someday in the future, he's going to have a daughter and he's going to be at Father's Day dinner with his daughter and she's going to say, my favorite character is Spider-Man 2099. That guy would have said, you know what? You're nuts. That will never happen. But it did happen. It did in fact happen. Very, very crazy turn of events. Let's, uh, let's move forward. We're going to open up a pack of baseball cards. You know, sticking with the theme of, uh, sports and stuff. We're gonna we're gonna open this up. It's gonna be a hoot and a half. And now some more stuff. Let's open a pack of Don Ross baseball cards. I know that this might be hard to believe, but way back in the olden days, your dude Icy Robots was a big time baseball card collector. Not only baseball, football, hockey, you name it, dude. All kinds of cards with all kinds of different activities. I guess I guess I am like still kind of a kind of a card guy, but now now it's all non uh, non sport card. We're looking for like Ripley rookies. We're looking for like uh, Rocky rookies instead of instead of your Mark McGuire rookies, which is which is exactly what we are going to be looking for in this pack of Donruss cards. This is this is 1987 Donruss and the main rookies involved in this are Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, and also Bo Jackson, the great Bo Jackson. Donruss, Donruss was kind of like an up-and-coming upstart company back when Topps had the, uh, had like all the baseball cards in uh, in effect. They they came out and they they kind of had like a different style, a different look. They included like this rated rookie series and all these all these kind of things like that, just different gimmicks. And for a while, things did they did kind of turn over to Donruss. And I I got to tell you, I'm not even sure that this company is still in business. I think. At one point, they might have gotten bought out by Tops, and they they merged, and maybe they're like kind of like a like an undercard set of a uh, of Tops collector cards. What I what I mean by that is Tops may still be running the Donruss brand, and my brain just kind of got off on a on a weird like I was talking about one thing, and then my brain was going a different way. But what I mean to say is Tops might own Donruss nowadays and still kind of keep the line going in that regard but let's let's take a look the packaging for this is kind of like a yellow brown it is not very attractive at all to be honest it it has three puzzle pieces and 15 baseball cards it says collect all 63 pieces to complete the puzzles let's let's just bust this open right now is there any gum 
no gum at all. That's a bummer. We got we got a puzzle piece. It says it says mint. This is part of the Roberto Clemente puzzle. I'm assuming it says mint. This is this is a top piece. The first card is Scott Gerelts. I I remember this guy Scott Gerelts. He he played for the Giants. He wore glasses. He looked like a total goober, but. We always thought he was kind of fun in the sense that he did look like a goober. This this year he played for the Giants and he won 13 games. Not not bad at all. Darnell Coles. We liked we liked this guy. He played for the Tigers and he had an afro. We thought we thought he was really cool. He was also from California, Rialto, California. He he played for the Tigers this year and he hit 283. Not not bad at all, honestly. Then we got Kurt Young, Oakland A's great Kurt Young. This year he played for the A's. Like I said, he won 13 games. Not bad. We're kind of we're kind of striking out so far. Jose De Leon, pitcher for the Sox. I don't I don't have any specific memories of uh of uh Jose De Leon. Let's let's kind of move forward here. Gotta gotta see what else we got. Manny Trio, not important. Steve Bucale. I don't know anything about this guy. Oh, Rick Dempsey. This guy this guy's always been kind of interesting to me. He was the last player in Major League Baseball history to play without a helmet. Like he was a catcher. And they made a new rule that going forward, all catchers had to wear a helmet, except for the guys who weren't doing it previously were grandfathered in. But as they retired, you know, there'd be like less and less players who played without a helmet. And he was the last guy left. He played for years without a helmet. I've always, I've always thought that was kind of, kind of a cool record. Next, next we got Mike Scott. Oh, my brother used to love this guy, Mike Scott. He was a pitcher, pitcher for the Astros. The Astros had this great duo. They had Nolan Ryan and they had Mike Scott. Of course, now we hate the Astros because they cheat. Look that up. They they defeated the A's by doing some uh, some some unfair tactics. Mike Eastler is the next guy. I do not know this guy, Mike Eastler. He played for the Yankees this year. He batted 302 with 14 home runs. Had a pretty good year. Can't complain about that. Up next, Jeffrey Leonard. Oh, the hack man, Jeffrey Leonard. He was another guy who played for the Giants. This guy, this guy was another guy we did not like. We didn't like any of the stars from the Giants. Uh, of course, like Buchholz was not a star. He was forgiven. But Jeffrey Leonard, the hack man, was somebody we did not like. He he would um keep batting gloves in his back pocket. And then when he would hit a homer, he would kind of like bounce and shake his derriere so that it looked like his gloves were waving at you. Did not like this guy. Interestingly enough, a guy that I know currently is married to Jeffrey Leonard's daughter. Strangely, he's now related to the hack man. Ray Chadwick, nothing to say about this guy. Gary Lucas, nothing to say about this guy. I think we're going to strike out, fellas. Paul Molitor. Oh, Paul Molitor. I like this guy a lot. He had like a 40-game hit streak one year. And this was this was going like a... He had a 40-game hit streak one year. He came pretty close to beating uh, the great Joe DiMaggio's record. And when this was... When this was going on, everybody all around the baseball card world was like, did Molitor get a hit today? Did he get a hit? He came pretty close. Didn't do it still. He's in the Hall of Fame today. So things worked out pretty good for Paul Molitor. This guy's name is Don A-A-S-E. Don Asse. I'm not familiar with uh, Don Asse, but I like his name. And next guy we got, Mike Fitzgerald. So basically we struck out. We didn't get any of the rookies that we wanted. So let's let's deposit this in the IC Robots radio circular file. I hope you heard that, but I think I'll keep the package. I think I might like take this wax pack and use it as maybe like a bookmark or something. It's kind of fun to take like these old old pieces of ephemera and keep them around. 
use them as bookmarks, and then someday you find them in the book. What I'll do is I'll use something weird like this as a bookmark, and then I'll keep it. I'll keep it in the book. And then years later, when I when I like eventually look at the book again, if I ever do, I'll discover this and wonder how it got there in the first place. What? What fun! Let's uh, let's go. I don't know. Let's go talk to Derek and see what's going on this week in Weasley Baseball. Nobody moves. Nobody gets hurt. Charge it. Nobody moves. Nobody gets hurt. Charge it. This week in Japanese League Baseball. This is Derek for this week in Japanese League Baseball. In an interesting turn of events that hits close to home, Steve Balboni Jr. has hired a good friend of mine and my personal trainer, Tomek, to travel to Japan and work with him on his strength and power. While already an amazing home run hitter, Balboni Jr. hopes that with Tomek he can rise to an even greater level of strength and hit the ball even further. I for one totally think he can. Tomek is hard but gets results. My personal best deadlift is up a full wagon since I started working with him and that's with my new vegan diet. Tomek hopes to perform his hit song, All Rings for Tomek while in Tokyo. We wish him all the best with that. This is Derek for this week in Japanese League Baseball. That was this week in Japanese League Baseball. Grandmaster Grandpa and Tomek with their new song. All rings for Tomek. This is the remix. Thank you! We got such a nice little crowd here tonight. On a ring ain't enough. Two ring ain't enough. Three, four, five rings. It ain't enough. Until then, game on. This is Tomek in the place to be. This is Tomek in the place to be. He went to Krakow University and ever since kindergarten he acquired the knowledge and after 6th grade he went right to college. This is the remix. Tomek is the most strong, the strongest man in the world. He can lift a house and turn it upside down. Tomek out. Peace. In a moment, at the movies, without Ebert, Siskel, or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? Hey, this is me, Icy Robots, and back by popular demand is a segment known as At The Movies With Icy Robots. This is the one where I talk about a movie that I saw, and I, I give it a rating using the, the good old-fashioned Source Magazine mic meter, with one being a dead and five being an all-time classic. The movie that we're going to talk about this week is a movie known as The Flash. Before... Before we get too far into this, I want to I want to talk about Ezra Miller. Our guy Ezra Miller has he has kind of a checkered past and I am I am choosing to completely gloss over this checkered past. I I don't really know a lot about it. I know that a lot of people are absolutely against this guy starring in a movie. I don't know. I don't want to know. I just I just want to go watch a movie. I I choose to not to not 
examine this in depth. I just I just want to see a Flash movie. So for the sake of this interview, we're gonna we're gonna just we're just gonna let the courts decide what is to be done with our guy Ezra Miller. We're gonna let we're gonna let all these legal things, all these uh, mental health issues, all these things are just gonna get brushed aside. We're only going to talk about the movie. The movie is a movie known as The Flash. When I when I went and looked this up, I was looking for, like, The Flash something. Because I could have sworn that there has been, like, numerous Flash movies over the course of my life. But I think what I was thinking about was the Grant Gustin TV show about The Flash. Which, which I liked quite a bit. That show recently ended. It was a... It was a lot of fun, but this, this is the big screen movie. This is the one that's at the theaters now. Let's, let's see what they say about this over on the Rotten Tomatoes. I find that they have a pretty good way of uh, putting a nice, succinct take on the plot of the film. Worlds collide in The Flash when Barry uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past. But when his attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future... Barry becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod has returned, threatening annihilation, and there are no superheroes to turn to. That is, unless Barry can coax a very different Batman out of retirement to rescue an imprisoned Kryptonian. It's it's all pretty fun, quite honestly. This is this is essentially like the Flashpoint storyline. We've seen it animated. We saw it on the Flash TV show. He goes back in time to try to save his mom who was murdered. And in doing so, he destroys all of time and space. Everything is weird. Everything is different. Different timelines. You got a bowl of spaghetti. You got all kinds of weird things. And one of the weird things you got is Michael Keaton is back in the cowl as Batman. Now, we all know. We all know your guy is not super fond of the 89 Batman movies. That's just me, man. That's just a personal taste. It's not anything personal. It is It is what it is. But that doesn't mean I don't like Michael Keaton. I think he's a great actor. And I, for one, was happy to see him on the screen again. I thought it was really, really, really great to see our guy out there in kind of like a new revamped Batman costume, kicking butt, taking names, doing doing all kinds of cool Batman stuff. It was it was kind of a hoot. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to lie. And if if you are a self-professed Batman 89 loyalist, you uh you got to go see this, man. You definitely got to go see it at the theater. As I understand it, I have this is actually true. I have an inside source at Warner Brothers and he tells me that if this movie does well, they want to go ahead and do Batman Beyond with Keaton as Batman, which would which would be amazing. It's it's not really a big deal having like an inside source at Warner Brothers when when you live in California, like a lot of people you know go to Hollywood and they wind up working as PAs, they wind up like holding boom mics, they wind up just like working at the studio in the office capacity and they they can tell you fun things here and there and this is this is one of the things I've heard. This is also this is also kind of like common knowledge. Let me let me tell you quickly while while we're on the topic another thing I heard from my uh, Warner Brothers source right now at the movie theater like in the theater business the standard going rate for a movie is is 45 cents per dollar meaning that the studio gets 45 cents out of every dollar spent on the tickets warner brothers wants to move it up to 65 they think by the end of the year 65 cents out of every dollar is going to be the studio standard so please please my guys if you're cinema fans of any sort when you go at least buy a popcorn and a soda, man. That's where their money comes from. If you like going 
sitting in the dark, watching a Technicolor adventure on the screen in front of you, by all means, buy a soda, buy a candy, buy a popcorn, buy something. Buy one of those expensive souvenir buckets they got for uh, the Fast and Furious. Those are those are always fun. But let's let's get back to the Flash. This one this one was pretty cool. It stars Ezra Miller, Michael Keaton, Sasha Calais as Zorel, Michael Shannon's back, Ron Livingston, all kinds. Of people, there are like 900 million Easter eggs in this. This is like a Sunday service with an Easter egg hunt after it. It is, it is just Easter eggs out the wazoo. It's fun. I enjoyed it. I had a really good time. It's a little long, two and a half hours. It doesn't really feel long though, because during the entirety of the thing, there's all kinds of weird, fun stuff happening. Like every couple minutes, you're seeing something that you never thought you would see. The CGI, it's a little bit wonky. I've heard them say that the idea was they wanted to have, when Barry's in the Speed Force, he goes through the Speed Force, and you can see the different, like, the different DC universes, and this isn't a spoiler, you see it in the commercials, he sees all kinds of stuff when he's, when he's running through, but the way that these things look are animated, and I've heard that this is a choice, this was a studio choice, this is how Barry sees the Speed Force when he runs through, he doesn't see it, like, photorealistic or anything, he sees it, it's kind of like weird and animated. I don't know. Maybe that's just what they're saying now that now that the movie's done. But it's fun. It's a good time. It's not the greatest movie of all time by any by any means, but if you've been a DC movie fan since like 1989, I think that you owe it to yourself to see what may very well be the final movie of all these characters actors. The characters will continue. This may be the last time you see any of these actors again. If you've been a fan for this long of these things, you owe it to yourself to go see this and you want to see it at the theater. Please, at the theater. It's a big screen, big time movie. So, with all that said, on the good old-fashioned Swartz Magazine mic meter with one being a dud and five being an all-time classic, I'm gonna go ahead and give The Flash a solid 3.5 3. mics. 3.5 mics. We're not going to stand here and speak hocus pocus, some abracadabra magic. And now, the top five sports of all the times. Would I consider myself to be an aficionado of sporting endeavors? I guess, I guess in some ways I would, in some ways I wouldn't. I, I would not call myself a sports fanatic, but I do follow what's going on in sports. And, and in the past, I have, I have been following uh, like day-to-day -day sports. Nowadays, nowadays, most of my involvement of uh, sports is kind of reading books about like old baseball players and old wrestlers and old boxers and stuff. I don't, I don't keep up on the current scene, but I do, I do consider, like, sporting endeavors to be a good thing for mankind overall. I'm very, I'm very pro sports. I do my best to go out and get exercise and play, play some sports and stuff. So I decided, hey, why not, why not just, like, take a jab at doing the, uh, the best all-time sports of all the times and all, all the spaces. This is... This is going to be my personal list of like sports that I enjoy the most and, and maybe enjoying them by watching them or enjoying them by playing them. But it's going to like how much enjoyment these bring in, in, into my life on a day to day, week to week, month to month, life to life basis. I guess on the basis of the fact that these are my 
five favorites, the ones that I prefer. I would also I would also say that in some ways this is my the best sports of all the times and all the spaces. But for the for the purpose of the intro, we're just gonna say these are like my personal five favorite sports. I am not I am not going to include professional wrestling on the list if this is if this is what you're thinking already. While I do watch more wrestling than any other any other sport combined, I'm just I don't want to get into the argument of whether like wrestling is a sport or not. So we're just gonna we're just gonna include it off the top right from the bat. It's all non-professional wrestling sports in a way. I guess, but uh, let's let's just go ahead and jump into this. Derek, what do we have for number five? Number five. Basketball. That's cool, but I've seen you shoot. You really aren't good at it. Try using more wrist next time. My number five sport of all the times and all the spaces is basketball. Am I good at basketball? Not even like, not even like a little bit. But I enjoy it. I enjoy playing it. I think it's fun when I see it on television. I I used to watch a lot of NBA back in the day. Back in the day of like uh, the Bulls and the Knicks feuding with like Ewing versus Jordan and like Isaiah Thomas and the Bad Boy Pistons and all that all that cool stuff. I was I was in it. I was in it to win it. I had a Dennis Rodman shirt. I had a Detroit Pistons shirt. I had like a Patrick Ewing shirt. I had that. I had that uh, Ewing shirt. It's like a white shirt and it had like the. It was like a caricature. It's I, I I have a hard time with that word of uh, Ewing, where he had like a big head. It was like a drawing of him with a big head. I I'm sure you've seen the big head series. I had that one, and then I had the uh I had a Rick Mahorn big head, as I recall. Those those were my jam, dude. I would go hoop over at the school, and I would wear my shirt, and I would hit guys with my elbows, like I was like I was in the Bad Boy Pistons. I I'm a terrible ball player. I'm just like I'm not even good, but I still have fun. I still enjoy it. Me and the wife go over to the school and shoot baskets all the time. I have I have a couple novelty basketballs. One one is like a Funko Pop basketball that I found somewhere with Batman on it, and then the other one is like a Stone Cold Steve Austin Austin three sixteen basketball. And I take them over to the school and I shoot them. It makes me laugh every time people go by and they're like, "Look at that dude in the Crocs shooting baskets with a Stone Cold three sixteen basketball and missing missing every shot." But that's me. But I still I still have fun, dude. I'm living I'm living my truest life out there in my in my Crocs shooting the Stone Cold Steve Austin basketball. It's, it's making me laugh even to think of. About it and I I am not good my rule is you can't leave until you make four in a row they can't be from the same spot you have to move four times but you can move back once you move you can go back to the same spot basically you can't shoot in the same spot two times in a row you got to make four in a row one of them has to be from outside the key so I, I sometimes struggle with this I'm just like trying to shoot like layups I'm just like okay I'll do like three layups from different positions. I'll go side to side and then I'll just like shoot one and that'll be good. And sometimes it takes me like 10 or 15 minutes to to get this together and I'm stuck at the basketball court because I don't want to break my self-imposed rule of uh, you can't leave until you shoot four. Basketball's fun. Let's find out what is, what's uh, number four. Derek, hit it. Number four. Women's tennis, not men's. It's mad boring. Too many aces. Number four on my list is women's tennis. I way, 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 way 
prefer women's tennis to men's tennis. When you when you watch them, the the difference is like readily apparent. The men's game is just it's just a power game. Dudes are serving them past each other all the time. It's just bazoom. You shoot like a 125 mile an hour serve. Some dude misses it, and then he shoots one back, and it's just it's just like that. It's cool if you're into that kind of thing, dude. I'm not. I'm not faulting anybody for what they enjoy. I'm saying this is just what I enjoy. In the ladies' game, there's a lot more volleying, a lot more back and forth. It's a lot more fun to watch from just, like, a pure tennis spectacle. I like tennis. I do play some tennis. Again, I am awful. I am terrible. I might be the worst tennis player walking the face of the earth. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. There's probably there's probably people who are worse than me who never, ever play. But as far as people who, like, actually go out there and, like, whack the ball around on the court. I am I am one of the worst of all the times and all the all the space. I play, play tennis, tennis over at, at the, the middle, middle school. school. They have they have one, two, four courts and at one time they were always just open. They were always just wide open. People would go play tennis over there. There was there was like a tennis instructor who gave lessons there on the weekend. But then something happened and they put up a notice saying that the the courts were were shut down. No one could play on the courts anymore. And they stayed that way for a while. But now the doors are open. But the doors are only open on the opposite side. There's two sides. One side's on the school side. And then the tennis courts also, like, are up against, like, a softball field. The side over on the softball field, the doors are open. Not on the front side. I don't know. People still play there. But now they go they go all the way around. I... I would just keep them open. I mean, they've been open as long as I've lived in this area. It's been, like, decades that they've been open. So I don't see what the problem is. I, I don't know what the need for a change is. But they did change indeed. But things are uh, a workaround has been discovered, I guess. But uh, I do like tennis. I think it's fun. It's a nice cardio activity. You're running around. You're, you're swinging the racket. But it's, it's hard, man. Tennis is cool. It's like... Tennis is a fight. When you're playing tennis against somebody else, it is like a full-on fight. It's war of wills, war of skills, war of power, and it's just it's just a lot of fun watching them whack it back and forth until somebody eventually breaks. Back in the day, my favorite tennis player was uh, Gabriella Sabatini. I was way into her. I was way into uh, Jennifer Capriati. I like there's there's been a ton that I've really been into. As far as on the men's side, I think I think my favorite of all time is Yannick Noah. I think Yannick Noah's son plays nowadays, but I don't see as much tennis as I used to. We don't have ESPN right now. We have the ESPN app, but we don't have the channel, and I just don't see as much tennis as I used to. Let's, uh, Derek, what's, what's the next one? Number three. Number three. No holds barred fighting or valley to do in Portuguese. That's pretty violent, bro. My favorite NHB fighter was Paul Varlins, the polar bear. Dude, I know another guy whose favorite no-holds-barred fighter is also the polar bear, Paul Varlins. Uh, my my favorite was probably Dan Severin, Dan the Beast Severins. When I say no-holds-barred fighting, what I mean is the sport that predates what we now know as mixed martial arts. Back back in the early days of the UFC and back in the early days of the Valley Tudo over in uh, Brazil and sometimes sometimes in Japan and other places as well, they, they would practice a style of no-holds-barred fighting. No gloves, no taped fists, no rules outside of, like, 
eye gouging, no eye gouging, no biting, no no pulling at the mouth, things of that sort. But it was basically dudes from different fighting styles going in there and fighting each other under under one unified rule. It was like a ton of fun to me. I love this stuff so much. When I first um when I was first exposed to the uh, UFC in the early early days of the sport, man, I just like. I immediately fell in love. It was like the coolest thing I had ever seen in the entirety of my life. Like when I was coming up, the the idea of like who was the toughest dude was something something that I thought about. Like I, I seriously thought about this like all the time. Like who was who was the toughest? Was it Hulk Hogan or was it a uh, Mike Tyson? Things like that, or like who who was tougher? Was it like would like Rambo win in a fight against uh, the Junkyard Dog? I I don't know. But once we got to see the UFC, we quickly found out that the the guys with the superior wrestling skills and the better grappling submission hold skills would would always win the fight. The boxers, kickboxers, and stuff really had to adapt to this. But man, the first one that I saw was Ultimate Fighting Championship Two. I didn't see the first one. I saw commercials for it, but I I didn't think that it was real. When I saw it, I didn't think that it was real. There were other groups that purported to be like full on fighting and they just they were they were like professional wrestling. Right. And I liked wrestling, but I didn't I didn't want to see all this stuff. But I I did catch a video cassette of it and I was like, oh my gosh, this uh this stuff is real. I got it over I got it over at Video Droid on Mendocino Avenue. Shout out to Video Droid on, on Mendocino Avenue. But I I watched it there, I saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is uh this is real. And I ordered the next one, and ever since then I was hooked. I was like I was in it. I would order that. I ordered this one called the World Combat Championship that had that had a rule set to where like one side it was a tournament. One side of the tournament was all like boxers and kickboxers. The other side was all like judo guys and grappling guys. And then they were gonna meet up in the end, the best wrestler against the best striker, the best grappler versus the best striker. I I think that the winner was the grappler, if I if I recall correctly. I think it was Hanzo Gracie. Hanzo Gracie beat James Waring in that. James Waring was a world champion boxer, so you got to see world champ boxer against world champ jiu-jitsu guy, jiu-jitsu guy won, which is usually what happened in the early days. In the early days of the sport, the grappler, wrestler, jiu-jitsu guy usually usually did win, but over time the the balance kind of kind of shifted to uh the strikers, but I don't know if that's just the way they organized the fights now or if that's the way it really was. But one of the one of the things that made this really fun was they didn't wear gloves. They didn't wear any kind of gloves, so you couldn't go out there and like punch and kick as hard as you wanted to because you would you would hurt your hands. You had to really like temper your strikes, throw like karate chops or like palm blows or back fists or like hammer fists. You couldn't throw you couldn't throw the straight fist, dude. You'd break your knuckles. So a lot of different skills came into play, but man, this was this was like my favorite thing back in the day. I kid you not. I watched so much of this. I have so much of this on VHS. I have all the early UFCs. I have all the super fights from Hawaii. I got like the Japanese fights. I have everything. I was so into this. I can't even I can't even tell you. But now do I watch it? No, I don't watch it at all because the sport doesn't exist. Now it's mixed martial arts. It's totally different. Guys wear gloves. It's just it's not the same. I'm not saying it's better or worse. It's probably far more entertaining. Because the company's doing very well, but I really, I really did dig those early days with those early fights, wrestlers, and all that good stuff. We're gonna, we're gonna move forward, but first we have a commercial for women's tennis. (laughs) 
They're coming to the garden. The world's greatest women's tennis players in the $500,000 Virginia Slims Championship with Chris Everett Lloyd, Martina Navratilova, Tracy Austin, Andrea Yeager, Pam Shriver, Hannah Manlikova. Virginia Slims Championships, February 28th through March 4th. Tickets at the Garden Box Office, Ticketron, Teletron, Charge It. For information, 564-4400. We now return you to the list. Bowling. Bowling? Is that even a sport? It's more like a game, honestly. Well, my man Derek, I definitely understand what you're what you're saying here, but I would say that uh, bowling is a sport, but it is more of a skill-oriented sport rather than an athletic-based sport. For example, you take something like race car driving or target shooting or like equestrian events. These these are all sports. Some of them are Olympic recognized sports, but they don't require like a high degree of athleticism. They they require like a particular set of skills, and I think that bowling falls falls into this category. Over the course of my life, I have bowled a million games. I'm not a great bowler. I am all right. By by the end of my um, career as a league bowler, I was probably throwing down like a 170 average, which is which is not too bad, honestly. It's not like an amazing average. It's not a PBA average, but is it is all right for an amateur. I haven't bowled in a bowling league in a in a long time. If you if you want to hear about my bowling league adventures, dip back into the dip back into the archives of this boring life. I think it's either episode number two or number three. It's somewhere there in the beginning. I have an epic episode all about my love of bowling from bowling alleys I used to go to to my time in the league all all kinds of stuff if you guys if you guys are kind of new on board and you haven't checked out the this boring life archive they're they're on the feed they're on the main feed that you're on right now but you can also go to icrobots.com and you can see all the episodes there's like a little icon on the side you just tap on that and you'll you'll get it those are some of my best shows I think honestly and I I would like for you to check them out. But bowling is such a great pastime. I think it's just like so fun. Get together with like a couple buddies, go down to the lane, throw some balls and just drink a couple, drink a couple Steve Weisers and all that. Drink a couple Bud Lights and just like have a nice time. It's all good. Being in a bowling league is honestly great fun. If you've never, if you've never done that in your life, I, I recommend it. It is super fun. You get yourself a couple other friends join up and you play once a week. It's like a really, cool way to spend time and meet some other some other bowling minded people it's also nice to go out and compete in something i think that that is uh definitely like a, a thing that you need in your life you need to compete in something we've we've talked about rejoining a bowling league the wife and i were trying to see if we can find like another married couple that might want to be interested in going to bowling if if not to go into a bowling league. If not, we're thinking about maybe doing bocce bowling. They have that over at a Juilliard Park. We could be one of those one of those old people throwing bocce balls in the dirt. Looks like fun though. Looks like a serious good time. I'm not even I'm not even kidding, but going to the bowling alley is fun. The game of bowling is fun. What's fun over at the bowling alley? You know, they always have video games, they have pool tables and all kinds of all kinds of just like recreational activities. It's just a ton of fun. If you haven't been to a bowling alley in a while, by all means, do so. Let's go. Uh, let's go forward, and we're going to find out what is Icy Robots' biggest, most famous, most popular sport of all the times and all the spaces. Number one. Baseball. Yeah, that's a good choice, I guess. Why not karate, though? 
I don't know, my man. If you want to make your own list, you can put karate number one. And I think that you would if you were given the chance. And I'll give you that chance. If you want to do that over on the Derek Show, feel, feel free. But thanks for helping out here today. I I think that uh, the fact that baseball was going to be number one was obvious, like, before the list even posted. I, I'm a big baseball fan. I don't, I don't watch a lot of MLB nowadays. But over the course of my life, I have watched so much MLB. I'm not even... I'm not even kidding. I used to watch game after game after game. I play I play baseball video games. Back in the day, I used to play Earl Weaver baseball. Now, now I play the show on the PS4. I play a, like a game or two every single day. This is like my favorite my favorite chill out activity playing the show on the PS4. I do it all the heckin' time. But baseball, it's like Baseball is in my family's blood. My dad's a baseball fan. My brother's a baseball fan. My grandpa was a bit. Everyone, everyone in my family has been a baseball fan as long as I have been alive. Little League was like, it was like just what you did. I myself, I did not play the Rinkin Valley Little League. I did play a little bit of uh, Babe Ruth League. You can hear all about that on the, on the This Boring Life about baseball. There's a whole episode dedicated to my love for the game. Go, go check out that This Boring Like archive, like we, like we said a minute ago. But uh, man, baseball baseball is everything dude and you gotta remember mlb doesn't own baseball there is like plenty of fun games out there there's like you could go see the cashew chickens play minor league baseball you can go see the uh healdsburg prune packers play california college league heck you could go over to the school and watch dudes play softball if you want there's all over the place games that you can watch it's like it's as american as apple pie to watch baseball in the summer and it's summertime so we're gonna be gonna be watching some baseball all the time coming up up soon. I I just don't know what else to say about the game, dude. I collect baseball cards. I collect starting lineup baseball guys. I just I just love baseball. It's the best game, best sport of all the sports in the world. And there is that, and there you have it. You are listening to World the Famous. Act like you know. I think that acting like you know is generally, like, pretty good advice all throughout life. We are at the point where we're going to take it home. We're at the end. We're going to take it, take you up out of here. We're going to, we're going to get into our ejector seat and eject ourselves into space. It's going to be, it's going to be great. But before, before we do, I want to, like, quickly pass along a tale that happened to me in the, the recent past. Like, just, just the other day, I think it was not the, like, yesterday, but the day before yesterday, I was out, I was out walking the dog. I was walking the, I was walking the wife's dog. This is a dog that goes by the name of Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones is a, is a Bichon Frigé. She's, she's like a fancy, like a fancy little poodle kind of dog. She's very nice, very cool, very, very, just, she's a good dog. She's just like an all-around good dog. And I'm, I'm out taking her for a walk. We don't, we don't have to go very far. She has like little bitty dog legs, so we just kind of go around the block a couple times, and she's she's happy with that. But we're going, we're going by, and like off in the distance, I can see, I can see a kid. He has he has like uh, you know shoulder length blonde hair, like the the flippy floppy California surfer kid 
kind of kind of hair and he's he's riding a bike he has his hands like folded across his chest and he's he's just riding along no hand style and as as he gets closer to me i see a very familiar baseball hat i have not i have not personally witnessed in like a million years I, he gets closer and closer and i see the black hat with the yellow stars and the RV on the front. This is the hat of the Rinkin Valley Little League All-Stars. When I was a kid, there were never more cocky, never more whack dudes than the Rinkin Valley Little League All-Stars. These were the guys who were like the coolest guys in elementary school. These were the guys who were like the coolest guys in junior high. These are the guys who would pick on you because they were far better at baseball than you were. All the dudes I knew who gave me trouble were always like, Rankin Valley All-Stars. Either that or, like, death metal dudes with, like, like feathered hair with, like, the full-on blowout and, like, a like a vest that said Iron Maiden. These were the two groups of guys who would give me trouble. Jocks and rockers. But I, I saw this kid coming up in the distance, and I'm like, oh, look, he's a, he's a Rankin Valley All-Star. I guess, I guess that's cool. And right as he passes me, he goes, nice dog. And I, I have no idea if he meant that Dr. Jones is, in fact, a nice dog, which is the truth, or if Dr. Jones is uh, a silly little poodle and he was making fun of me for having a dog of that sort. I have no idea. My brain says more than likely he was being polite, but there's also the part of me that's like, he might have been making fun of your dog. He might have been a jock making fun of you, calling your dog a wuss, but, uh... If they call your dog a wuss, they're in fact calling you a wuss. And I'm a full-grown man, dude. I'm a full-grown man. But this cocky little baseball dude felt like felt like he could call me a wuss. He was also he was also like riding a weird bike. It was like a mountain bike, but the the tires were like really big. They were like super big. They were like they were like really big and puffy, like puffy, like big, big tires. He was riding a bike like that, no hands baseball hat. Rinkin Valley Little League is cool. I never played Rinkin Valley Little League. We talked about that. I played Babe Ruth League because the dudes I didn't like played Rinkin Valley, but they have like, they have a really cool park. It's uh, around the corner from my house. It's like way down a road, like way down a road with no sidewalk. So I never walk over there when I normally like would walk in that direction. Sidewalk free. Don't want to walk the dog where there's no sidewalks, but it's a cool little park. They have like a snack bar, and there there have been times over the year where like friends have their kids playing there, and we've gone and watched it. It's fun. It's nice. You get like a hot dog. You sit there and you you watch. But uh, the Rinkin Valley Little League All Stars always cocky. I I called Rinkin Valley Little League one day a few years ago. I came up with this idea of like, hey, what if I sponsored a team? What if I see Robots Radio sponsored a Little League team? I was thinking, I was thinking like Bad News Bears, you know, with like uh you know, Chico's bail bonds across the front. I called, and I, I talked to somebody who was really nice, and the person, the person on the phone actually said, oh, you're thinking, like, Chico's bail bonds? Now, we don't do that anymore, but what you can do, you can uh, make a donation, or you can put, like, a sign on the wall that, you know, with your business on it, or we can, like, put you in the, the yearbook with your, with your business in it, and, like, that's cool, but I really wanted to see a dude with, like, a jersey that said, uh, I see robots radio on it across the front, like, the I see robots radio athletics, I was, I was into it, I was gonna pay, I was, I was willing to pay up to 500 bucks if they would have done it, but they, they can't do it, so that 500 bucks, I remember I had the money in the Patreon at the time, and I was gonna, I was gonna spend it all and sponsor a, a season of Little League for some, for some team that would have been cool that would have been cool that's what your patreon money can go go for support the report.com still i'm still a great artist putting out great art <laughs> i think that that 
that's something you definitely want to want to support. Supportthereport.com. You can join up, and I'll I'll thank you greatly. Let's let's end a shout out. Shout out to Earl Green. Shout out to the Nerdy Blogger. Shout out to Mighty Matt D. Shout out to my guy Tate from the Crypt. I haven't haven't heard from you guys in a while. Speaking of people we haven't heard from in a while, shout out to Engineer Nerd. I don't even know if Homeboy's still still with us. I think I think he's still on this mortal coil, but I I don't think he listens anymore. I think he's given up the show. And maybe he was a big fan of that other show that we had that we had to cancel. That one show from that guy that whose name shall not be mentioned that we had to. We had to cancel and cut ties with this guy 100%. I think you know who I'm talking about. And if you're listening right now, you know that I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you, you, uh, you miscreant. Uh, anywho, I, I bear no ill will against any man walking the earth right now. Maybe like a couple, but not, not that many. We're gonna, we're gonna get up out of here. I think this has been, I think this has been a pretty good show, honestly. On it, I think that it, this has been pretty fun and I appreciate you guys sitting with me send me your top five sports list let me know what um which ones you prefer hit me up on the facebook facebook.com backslash icy robots we got a group there it's fun hit me up on the instagram that's icy robots i got a i got a new instagram it's called video store stickers you can find that just by just by looking that up on the instagram or you can go to the facebook page because i'm i'm linking things there all the time basically it's me sharing my collection of videotapes like rental store videotapes that have the stickers on them from the particular store. So if that's something you would like to check out, check that out. Video store stickers. Also VHS blanks. Those are two Instagrams that I have. Follow the main one at IC Robots. But until we meet again, my guys, if you don't like what's going on in the news, go out there and make some of your own. Easy. All right, um, man, bring an organ. And you know I got to have that. Some people listen because they want a mystery Some people listen, then say we're whack But if they miss the show, they get the heart attack Now look at you, you're sitting there, biting your lip The whole world sees you as a hypocrite Live out the first law and make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you, change the station If you don't want peace in the world Love, peace, and happiness in an endless world If all you want to do is keep the whole world back You're the one that's whack And we're world's, world's, world's famous Y'all slick blow. That's right. I see Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Supportthereport.com Everybody love everybody. Right there up on the wall. I don't think so. <laughs> Incredible strength. Oh, yeah.
get his rod and shirt. I didn't trade this in shirt. Get his rod and shirt. I had to trade this in shirt. I had like a Patrick Ewing shirt. I had that. I had that uh Ewing shirt. It's like a white shirt, and it had like the. Isn't like a caricature? I. I... Okay.